from Delancey Elam Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30am in the Delancey Elam Church building at the Bank St Sampson's in the Channel Island of Guernsey. To contact us or find out more information about us, please visit our website at delanceyelam.co.uk. shall love the Lord thy God with all thy heart with all thy soul with all thy might and these words which I command thee this day shall be in thy heart and they shall teach them diligently unto all their children they shall walk with them where thou sittest in thy house and when thou walkest by the way and when thou liest down and when they rise up basically he's saying that uh, to impress on your children uh, the ways of God is probably one of the highest callings for parents Years ago, I mentioned this before, there used to be a group called Crosby, Stills and Nash. You remember that one? I knew you'd remember that. <laughs> Age away. <laughs> they had a song called, uh, Teach Your Children Well. And so God delights in children. He takes pleasure in them. And I think they're one of his greatest gifts he gives to husbands and wives because children are a gift from God. And in the Gospels, we, brought the, we, we, we read that Jesus blessed children. People brought their babies to Jesus so he might place his hands upon them and pray and bless them. And people were bringing little children to Jesus so he might touch them and the disciples kind of rebuked them. And when Jesus saw this, the Bible says he was indignant. He said to them, let the children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. The attitude and the heart of a child. So I'm going to ask uh, Steph and Karis and Noah and Laura if you want to just come forward. Look amazing in there, that's great. Okay, just if I could just say to you guys, in presenting this, this child to the Lord, do you promise in dependence on divine grace and in partnership with the church to teach him and her <laughs> uh, the truths and duties of the Christian faith and by prayer, teaching an example to bring them, her, up in dis- discipline and the instructions of the Lord? Okay, that's great. And because the church is a family, we like to see the church as well respond because we're all part of this. We're, we're not just a group who meet together, but we're also the family of God. We're a family here as well. So I just want to say to the church, do you as members of this church acknowledge and accept the responsibility together with the parents of teaching and training this child so that they might be brought up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord, that he or she may be led in due time to trust Christ as their Savior and confess him as Lord in baptism, may be, may be made a member of his church? If so... Will you signify your acceptance of this responsibility by simply standing? Welcome this morning to friends and family, to Laura and Noel's family, and to Steph's family from Wales. <laughs> A hard day for them yesterday, but... <laughs> Just to say that this week there'll be a Monday morning prayer meeting at 9.15 here in the church. There'll be no Friday prayer meetings until November, beginning of November. 
Also, just to say, the direction, Elam Direction magazines are out on the table, so if you could take them and put your money in the envelope that's with them. So, um, so if you could do that. Also, Elam Centenary, got celebrating 100 years. That's on Thursday, the 26th of November at 7 p.m. at the Peninsula Hotel. And the guest speaker is Reverend John Glass, who's Elam General Superintendent. And free entry, so come along and support that. 26th of November. Okay, so we've got dedication. Now we've got a, a baptism. Just say this is Steph's ground, okay? So uh, I was just going to ask her a little bit, a few questions. That's why I need to get her. Uh, why don't you just say hello to someone next to you while you just, we're just waiting? So just, just say hello to someone. <laughs> Tell them how good looking they are. <laughs> Even if you have to lie, don't worry. <laughs> Okay. Okay, th- this is Anne. Could you say a little bit why you're going to be baptised? That'd be cool. Just because uh, I've had it on my heart for so long since I was born again um, through Christ Jesus. And I knew that I had to be baptised soon. And this has been the opportunity for me to do so. How long ago did you make Jesus your Lord and Saviour? It's about eight years now. Eight years ago. Okay, that's one thing about baptism. Sometimes it's, for some it's quick, for it's different times. So, but you're just confirming what you did eight years ago, basically, yeah? You're just confirming what you did eight years ago, yeah? Um, yes, I, I was uh, sat watching the television as usual, going through it, you know. And God brought me to the God Channel. Yeah. And uh, this minister was preaching, ministering, and then he had did an altar call, so... I did that, and I ended up on the floor praying. So that's when I felt my whole body was changed completely, completely. And your whole life has changed since that moment. Definitely, yes. Yeah. Okay, and Steph's going to come. It's his grand. You've been praying for Steph, haven't you? Oh, yes, yes. He needed it, but I know you needed to pray a lot for him. Yes. <laughs> for all the children. Yeah. I have so many children, grandchildren. How many grandchildren you got? Uh, I think it's 12 plus. <laughs> grandchildren. Yeah, okay. Great grandchildren. Yeah. Both six, isn't it? <laughs> okay, just there's Steph's mom and Steph's auntie there, so welcome you guys as well. So welcome for them. Okay, Steph, okay. Please, if you want to stand, you can go there. And are you trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour? On this confession, I name in, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You are listening to a free download from Delancey Edom Church. So before I begin, um, I just thought. It'd be really good. I know you saw the kids earlier and they did a little bit of something. But um, I asked a few of them just come up and to share some things, some memory verses they've been learning. On a Sunday morning um, and on a Friday night, we have on a Friday night we have Super Kids. Super Kids is a chance for the older kids to learn more about God, 
We teach them good things. Um, this the last couple of weeks, we've been t- teaching them not to be selfish and to respect to other people. And it's really important life lessons we want to teach kids. Um, and on a Sunday morning, we've been teaching our kids about the parables that Jesus shared and um, doing some memory verses. Now, I know, uh, let's have John Cody, Daniel, who else can remember one that I had read recently? You would come on then. Let's try it. Okay. Let's see how they do. So, um, I think we'll go in recent to older memory verse. So, we do a memory verse once a month. Um, so that the kids have got real opportunities to learn it and to find out a bit more about um, that memory verse. And we, we spend some time looking at it, learning it in different ways. And they do really well. So I think you're going to do the older one. Are you? Was it you? No, it was John Cody. John Cody's going to do this one. You're going to do the newest one. So let's do the newest one first. That's what I wanted to do. Okay. Are you ready? What's your name? Daniel. Daniel. Okay. And Daniel, which verse are you going to tell everybody? Romans 10.13. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's pretty good. Okay, who can remember Samuel 1? Samuel, uh, no, next one. Uh, yeah, you and you and next one, yeah. Your word. Your word. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Samuel 1. Um, 19, 19 something. 105. <laughs> Very good. Give thanks to the Lord for his good, his love endures forever. Psalms 136, verse 1. That's good. Okay, so this is four months ago. Four months ago. Come on, John Cody. Man, Man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart's. Samuel, Psalm 16, verse 9. No, I forgot it. Samuel. 16, verse 7. 16, 7. Well done. So for a month, they learn that and they can still remember memory verses. Um, And let's just do a quick check. Do you enjoy coming on Sunday morning? Yeah, and Friday. And Friday. Do you enjoy it? Yep. Do you enjoy it? Mm -hmm. What's the best bit? Um, the food. Food. Crafts upstairs. <laughs> You're not supposed to say that bit. I am, though. It's my favourite part. <laughs> Doing the crafts upstairs. Doing the crafts upstairs on a Sunday morning. What am I supposed to say? Whatever you wish. What's your favourite bit about Fridays or Sundays? My favourite thing about Friday and Sunday is learning about God and doing the crafts. God and doing the crafts. And and it's just brilliant to be here. So give them a clap. You can go and take your seats. It really has been a privilege um, the last couple of months traveling over um, to Guernsey. Not just because I see all the wonderful things about Guernsey. It's just a privilege coming to work with these kids because they've been so good. And I'm just doing a bit of furniture removals. Just bear with me. And it's been really good, and, and they've been brilliant, and have been an encouragement to me. Okay, so today we're going to start. Um, some people say to me, before I do that, I have a text off somebody who said they're actually watching via video link. So Amy's actually watching at home, 
by video links, you'll kill me for this. So why don't we all just, the camera's up there, I know some of you aren't. But if we all point and say hello. So, so she gets that nice welcome. And um, so some people say to me, Joey, you come quite regularly, and how do you think of doing all these tricks? Where you get them from? Would you like to know my secret? The kids would like to know my secret. Would you all like to see my secret? Excellent. Now, actually, the truth is, is I am a member of an elusive club. Elusive? Exclusive club. That's one. I'm also elusive. Okay. Um, and it, what they do is actually every month they send me some the post. Um, this is their box. Unfortunately, this month I was a little late, and so I had to arrange for it to come. I'm doing more furniture removals here. It's always good. Um, I had to arrange to come to it to come to Guernsey. So I actually haven't even had a chance to practice this trick. So this is what we call high-risk tricks. Um, because usually, as everybody who comes regularly to these family services know, my things usually go a little bit pear-shaped once in a while. And I'm pretty certain this one is going to today. So, the way this works is I have a podcast. I sign into the podcast. Send me all everything I need in a single box. I get the box. I open the box. I listen to the podcast. And that's how I do my tricks. However, today, as I say, I haven't really had a chance to do that. So, what we're going to do is, would you all like to learn how to do a trick today? Yeah, yeah I think that would be a really good idea. So, um, what I did is, I did speak to the AV guys, and they've got a, um, the podcast all ready to go. Is it ready to go? Excellent. So, um, let's do this. Very highbrow. Hello, and thank you for purchasing this amazing magic trick. Your first in a series of amazing tricks in 10 steps from the Magic Trick of the Month Club. This month's trick is the Vanishing Bandana. The number one rule in magic is to never tell how a trick is done. So before we begin, we must take the magician's oath. Now raise your right hand. No, your other right hand. And I promise to never ever tell the secret of the magic trick. I also promise to never ever repeat Remember to keep your hand in a natural position. This secret move is 
she learned to hide it in your left hand, we can continue. Step five, unfold the bandana and wave it up and down to prove to your audience that it's a real bandana. If anyone from the audience does not believe it's a real bandana, I'll just raise it over their head. Thank you, thank you. I'm still covered in banana. Okay, there's always a good time to be covered in banana. So, um, there we go. That's what trousers were invented for. Bit of cleaning. Um, so today I want to talk about the unexpected. You see, you didn't expect that trick to work. To be honest, that was only the second time ever I've actually practiced that trick. So I'm quite pleased um, it actually worked. Um, no, I mean, it was the first time, of course. Um, there is banana on the floor. <laughs> I apologize. Um, unexpected. So I believe I've got a little PowerPoint. Oh, there we go. Life is unexpected. So we always have little sayings in, in life, like we don't know what's around the corner. Or we say, in one famous word of a movie, it says this, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. And it's true. You never know what's around the corner. You never know what tomorrow really brings. And the Bible puts it this way in Proverbs, in, in 27 verse 1, it says this, Do not boast about tomorrow, for you don't know what the day may bring. Even the Bible knows that tomorrow is unexpected. Tomorrow we have no idea what is going to happen. And each of us here today, we really don't know what tomorrow brings for our lives. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We might have our plans. We might think, well, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to have cereal for breakfast. I'm going to have a cup of coffee because the day always starts with coffee. I'm going to go to work. I'm going to do my work. I'm going to have a lunch. I'm going to have a prawn sandwich because I like prawns and I like sandwiches. No? Okay, no prawn sandwiches over here. A cheese and tomato sandwich. No? I'm a, a, ham, a cheese and ham sandwich. Peanut butter and jam, I definitely don't think I'll be eating that tomorrow for my lunch. Um, and so we have peanut butter and jam sandwiches, we plan for our lunch, we eat our lunch. And we have our, then we think, oh, well, well tomorrow I'm going to then do this in the evening, I'm going to do that in the evening. We make all these plans in life, 
But the truth is, is tomorrow morning we'll wake up, we'll try and start our car, our car won't start. We'll get to work and the traffic will be late, we'll be late for work. There's so many things in life that are unexpected. And I wanted to read you from the Bible just this little bit from Matthew 6, 30 to 34. If God gives such attention to the appearance of wildflowers, most of which are never seen, don't you think he'll attend to you? Take pride in you. Do his best for you. What I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax, to not be so preoccupied with getting so you can respond to God's giving. People who don't know God and the way he works fuss over these things. But you know both God and how he works. Steep your life in God reality, God initiative, God provision. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. Give your entire attention to what God is doing now. And don't get worked up about things. What may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you to deal with the whatever hard things come up when the time comes. And that's taken from the message. I just love that bit where it says, don't give attention, your entire attention to what is happening today. God will help you tomorrow with whatever happens. And so often we can spend our entire time worrying about today. As a grown-up, we worry about things and our money and all these kind of things. And we spend so much time worrying about what tomorrow brings. And as children, maybe we worry about what's going to happen in school or what's going on around us. And I want to encourage you today that God is in control of everything. God is in control of everything. And it doesn't matter how tough life might get, that God is always on our side and always wanting to help us. He always wants to guide us. And help us through life. But we need to choose to follow him. And so I've created four very simple steps this morning of things that we need to know and need to learn to help us trust God fully with our entire lives. Not hold on to things about tomorrow, but give over our whole lives to God. And the first one is this. Everybody say number one. That was terrible. Let's try that again. Everybody say, number one. Let's do it in a really cool accent because that's what I like to do is mess it up a little bit. Let's do it in like a, an Italian accent just for fun. Uh, after, th- after three, one, two, three, number one. That was getting better. We're getting better. I'll have to think of what accent to do next now. I've started something. I make mistakes. We all make mistakes. There's not one of us in this room today that is perfect. We've all done wrong things. We've all made wrong choices. Every single day, life is about choices and the things that we can choose to do that are right or things that we choose to do that are wrong. And we all fail at making the right choices. If I was to do this and say, what we're going to do tomorrow is I'm going to send a TV camera out with every single person here... And not only are they going to record everything that you do, not only are they going to record everything that you say, but they've got these new special microphones that you put on your head like this as a big antenna. And it can also record everything that you think. 
And then what we're going to do is next Sunday morning, we're going to come back to church. And what we're going to do is we're going to video watch everybody's day on this big screen. <laughs> and we have too many secrets. So... We would all be scared because even in the things that we think, in a day-to-day basis, we think the wrong things. We make mistakes. We all fail God's standard. God is perfect in every way, and yet all of us fail his standard. Number two. Everybody say number two. Number two, thank you. I really am not going on with that because it might get me into trouble in a minute. Everybody say, God loves me. God loves you with an everlasting love. This is what John 3.16, a very famous verse says. And I'm just going to read this from the message because I love the way that it puts it. And it says this. This is how much God loved the world. He gave his son, his one and only son. And this is why, so that... No one need be destroyed. By believing in him, anyone can have a whole and lasting life. That verse says that God loves you so much. He cares about you so much. It doesn't matter if you're the youngest in the room or the oldest in the room. God loves you with an everlasting love. And God... So often we see as a distant and angry God. We think he's sat on a big throne, pointing people and being like a big bully. Um, and, and saying, I don't like you. Amen, that's God's voice. And saying things like that. And we have this imagination of what God is like. But really, God is the opposite. God loves you. He cares about every detail of your life. He cares about every single thing that hurts you. He cares about everything that you're doing. He wants to be involved in your life. He wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to help you through your life. He's not distant, but he's just waiting for us to turn to him. He's waiting for you to turn to him today. But the problem is, is that the wrong things that we do, that the mistakes that we make, are called, the Bible calls sins. And that sin creates a barrier between us and God. It destroys our friendship. It gets in the way. It creates a barrier. But God didn't just want to leave us distant. I'm watching you. He didn't leave us distant. He wanted that close relationship. So from the beginning of time, he put his eternal plan into place. He put and into eternal plan that was you can read about in the Bible. It's there, evidence in the Bible of one pointing to one thing. The whole of the Bible points to one thing. The fulfillment of the destruction of the blockage of that sin. And so we're just going to watch a video which demonstrates how that the whole Bible is pointing to one thing. Bible is not a series of disconnected stories. It is a single narrative in which every story, every character points beyond itself to one who is greater. The story of Adam and Eve is not just about the first man and woman. 
there is a true and better Adam who passed the test in the garden and whose obedience is ascribed to us. There is a true and better Abel who, though innocently slain, has blood that cries out not for our condemnation, but for our acquittal. There is a true and better Abraham who answered the call of God to leave all the comfortable and familiar and go out into the void to create a new people of God. There is a true and better Isaac, the son of laughter, of grace, who was not just offered up by his father on the mountain, but was truly sacrificed for us all. There is a true and better Jacob, who wrestled and took the blow of justice we deserve, so we, like Jacob, only receive the wounds of grace that wake us up and discipline us. There is a true and better Joseph, who at the right hand of the king forgives those who betrayed and sold him and uses his new power to save them. There is a true and better Moses who stands in the gap between the people and the Lord and who mediates a new covenant. There is a true and better rock of Moses who struck with the rod of God's justice now gives us water in the desert. There is a true and better Job the truly innocent sufferer, who then intercedes for and saves his foolish friends. There is a true and better David, whose victory becomes his people's victory, though they never lifted a stone to accomplish it themselves. There is a true and better Esther, who didn't just risk losing an earthly palace, but lost the ultimate heavenly one, who didn't just risk his life, but gave his life to save his people. There is a true and better Jonah, who was cast out into the storm so that we could be brought in. There is a true and better Passover land, innocent, perfect, helpless, slain so the angel of death will pass over us. He's the true temple, the true prophet, the true priest, the true king, the true sacrifice, the true lamb, the true light, and the true bread. The Bible is not a series of disconnected stories. It is a single narrative that points to one person, Jesus. So point one was that I've made mistakes. Point two was that God loves me. And point three is that he sent Jesus to die on the cross for all the wrong things that we've done. To pay the price for all those things. I want to read this verse from John 3, 17 to 18. So it's the continuation of the next bit. And it says this. God didn't go into the trouble of sending his son merely to point an accusing finger. Telling the world about how bad it was. He came to help to put the world right again. Anyone who trusts in him is acquitted. Anyone who trusts him has long been under the death sentence. Anyone, sorry, anyone who refuses to trust them has long been under the death sentence without knowing it. And why? Because of that person's failure to believe in the one of a kind son of God when introduced to him. So that leads me perfectly to the last point. So firstly, we've all made mistakes. Secondly, God loves me. Thirdly, he sent Jesus to die on the cross to pay the price for all those wrong things that I've done. And fourth, I can choose to follow him.
It's a choice. I've just got to illustrate this a couple of tricks. I know you love this bit. Oh, I love this bit. I want a volunteer, so I did say before that I would choose Kansas. Come on, I did. So, if you want to stand up here for me. Okay, I have two sets of sponge balls. You can make a choice. You could choose this one or you could choose this one. Which one would you like to do? You'd like to choose this one. That's a very good choice. I'll keep that one. You have this one. Put that in your hand. Very tight. Very nice. Thank you. Hold that there like that. So, just to make sure that you chose right. You said this one's for me. You see, I made the wrong you I made the wrong choice. I got these ones. But you made maybe the right choice because you chose the cross. You chose to follow Jesus. You chose to follow him. And it's a choice that we can all make and we can all do. Thank you very much. You can sit down for a second. It's a choice we can all make. And I kind of uh, like, where am I? When we follow God. Thanks for pointing out my tricks for me. It's okay. Sit down, sit down, sit down. We don't choose just to have a nice experience. When we choose, he completely changes our life. He completely changes everything about us. He takes us from one thing and makes us something, a brand new creation. So that we can go to heaven and we can follow him. So no longer do we have to be just boring and ordinary. But he wants to transform your life. And all we've got to do is choose to follow him. All we've got to do is choose Jesus. All we've got to do is say, I choose Jesus. And so just to finish, I'm going to finish with one last trick. And this rope represents our lives. It represents our whole beings. And so I'm just going to put this here for now. I forgot something is. And this block, block is called, this is called the uh, wordless block. And you'll see that each side is a different colour. Each side represents something. So first, we've got the yellow. The yellow represents this, that we were created for a relationship with God. We all have a God-shaped hole in our lives. We all have a hole in our lives that only God can fill. And you were created to go to heaven and be with him for eternity. But the problem is, is sin got in the way. And black represents sin. The wrong choices, the mistakes, the wrong things that we've done. So I'm going to just thread our lives onto this block. Now this bit always seems to cause me all sorts of trouble because it's the hole's actually too small. <laughs> well, I just carry on talking. So the next colour is red. A red represents that Jesus came down from the cross. Sorry, that Jesus went to the cross and died on that cross for all the wrong things that we've ever done. All the, mis- all the wrong things that you've ever done. All the wrong things that I've ever done. And the next colour is this, it's white. And white represents that when we ask God and we say sorry to God, he will forgive us. 
And no longer will the sin be in, in the way, but we can be whole and pure. And blue represents the waters of baptism like we saw today. A public declaration that says, I follow Jesus. A declaration, a declaration that says, I'm following Jesus no matter what goes on. And green represents new life. It represents that when we say sorry to God, that he will give us new life. That he will give us complete new life. And so I need just quickly two volunteers. John Cody. You grab that side for me. Gently. And who's not done anything? Sim. Oh, yes. Come on, Sim. And Teo, you can pick up that red cloth for me. You grab that side. And I want you to choose a cloth for uh, one rope for me. Thank you. And I want you to choose one. Thank you. We'll tie that in a knot like that. You can let go. To represent the sin has tied us up for too long. And if you bring that cloth for me. We'll just put that over there. Now you just go a little bit that way for me. Just pull very gently, very gently, very gently. What we're going to do is on three, we're going to make a choice to follow Jesus and find out what happens. Are you ready? Three, two, one. When we choose to follow Jesus, thank you. When we choose to follow Jesus, (laughs) good acting there, thanks. When we choose to follow Jesus, all those wrong things that we've done have fall off us. And we're changed. And I want to ask you this question. Do you want to be trapped by the troubles of life? Remain where you are, held a prisoner of sin. Or do you choose this morning to follow Jesus? Do you choose today to put your faith in Jesus? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Do we choose to follow Jesus? So let's all just close our eyes. And we're just going to pray this prayer. And you can repeat each line after me. And today it's about making choices. And I'm going to ask you to make this choice to follow God. So repeat after me. Dear God, I know that I've made mistakes. I know you sent Jesus to be my saviour. And that he died on the cross to take the punishment for my mistakes. I know that Jesus rose from the dead and is coming back someday. Please forgive me of all my sins and come into my life and change me. Guide me in my life and help me follow you the rest of my life. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to hand back to John, who's just going to close up. Okay. Yeah, thanks, Joey. Just to say that if, you know, if you're not a Christian and you pray that prayer and you want to find more information about being a Christian and, and developing your walk with God or you've got some questions, we're around, we've got some literature we'd love to give to you. So if you did pray that prayer from your heart and you really want to come in to, to know Jesus, then we've got some literature we'd love to give to you and explain more and even pray for you if you're able to do that. Okay, well, thanks for coming so much. Uh, we've got refreshments, so please stay around and enjoy the fresh refreshments with us. Uh, should we just stand and... Thank you for listening to this free download from Delancey Elam Church. For more downloads or to contact us, please visit our website at delanceyelam.co.uk.